Welcome back to Unframed, a podcast which hosts talks and conversations about South African art and artists. I'm your host, Anthea Pakroy. You may have noticed a very large gap between this and the last episode. I was finishing off my master's, so unfortunately had to focus all my energy on that. But Unframed is now back, and we are very much looking forward to the program that is to follow in the coming months. In this episode, I'm excited to be in conversation with Mandla Sebeko, the new director and owner of Art Joburg, which is a new incarnation of the iconic Joburg Art Fair. This rebranded and revisioned art fair will take place in a few weeks, from the 13th to the 15th of September at Santon Convention Center. In this interview, Mandla explains to me the shift from the old to the new and the reasons behind it. We chat about what is new in this art fair and what visitors can expect to see and experience. We also chat about the role of the art fair in the broader art ecosystem and speak about this in relation to Art Joburg and the other fairs that are happening in Joburg, South Africa and internationally. Enjoy listening to my conversation with Mandla. Hi Mandla, it's really great to meet you and thank you for joining me for today's episode of Unframed. I'm sitting with Mandla Sebeko, the new owner and director of Art Joburg, only weeks away from the opening of Art Joburg on 13th of September. How are you feeling? I'm feeling quite anxious, but at the same time, quite excited. Um, it's been literally um, three, four months of mm. preparation. We started in June. So it's great that um, everything else will culminate in, um, in this fair. Great. So before we begin um, all the questions, I wanted you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Who is Mandla Sibeko? Mandla Sibeko is um, previous director of the old FNB Art Fair. I come from an e-commerce uh, entrepreneurial background and landed up in art through passion. So I've worked in the retail sector and I have a philosophy to invest in my own passions. So landing up in art is an investment. The annual FNB Art Fair, which began in 2008, has now been rebranded to FNB Art Joburg. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit more about the shift and the rebrand? The shift and the rebrand was a natural progression or natural evolution, I would say. Um, the FNB Joburg Art Fair started 11 years ago. When it started, there were 50 art fairs around the world. And this year, we have about 250 art fairs around the world. Wow. So with that, with all those changes, with many more art fairs around the world, the time had come to reposition ourselves as an art fair and also to reposition ourselves in terms of what is our competitive positioning in the world amongst those 250 art fairs. So the refresh um, look that the audiences will experience is really as a result of the change that uh, we needed to go back to the drawing board. Um, I think our artists, um, there's been such a huge interest around the world, a big shift actually for that matter towards people uh, starting to collect African art and also towards people um, opening up spaces in their collections around the world. So we, in collaboration with the galleries, came together and then decided that we really need to go back to the drawing board and really focus on elevating the experience for the customer, which is what we hope to offer with the new FNB Art Joburg, but at the same time also elevate the content platform so that whoever that comes in can see 
that we match the level of um, sort of respect or credence that our artists mm-hmm. are starting to get from around the world. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting and contentious debate around what is quality. You know, who decides? Who decides what is quality? And, you know, I, I saw that mm-hmm. the announcement of Art Joburg and the rebrand was, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the first article was in Art Newspaper on the 14th of June. Yes, you're correct. And that that article had the images of Joost Borsland, Lisa Esses and Jonathan Garnham. So that's from Blank, Stevenson and Goodman Gallery. And I was just interested in in how, you know, it was was positioned as if it was these galleries incentive yeah. or, or push to, yeah. to make this happen. What was the thinking around that? And what is their involvement in, sure. in this change? Look, in, in any art fair, there are different pillars. The one pillar of an art fair is obviously the content side, which is really coming from the galleries. So what we found in the previous art fair is that that relationship started to get quite weak, um, which is an important pillar because then you don't have content if you don't have the galleries. And then the other pillar that's quite important is obviously your administration and how you execute and how you design that fair. And, and then the other pillar, which is also just as important, is obviously the sponsorship. So having looked at all the pillars, we found that there was weaknesses. So with that story going out in art newspaper, in, um, it was in Basel. Being Basel, Basel is like the World Cup of the art world. You yeah. know, it's like the best of the best showcase in Basel. It was just really not so much around them. It was just really a journalist who was interested in knowing what was going on with the changes in Johannesburg. And they then told the journalist that they have left the previous art fair and have supported this new fair, which I have started with them. So just to explain that relationship, that relationship is a very collaborative relationship between all the galleries um, that have signed up to this fair. It was really for the first time in 11 years that they actually could sit together at the table and and take away the competition. Their competitions, I mean, they're competitive at the end of the day because they're businesses themselves individually and really saying, what is the best, what can we do collectively for the best interest for Mm -hmm. South African art? So the main message, I think, that I want to push out, uh, that I want to reiterate to the public, uh, to those that are interested is that they have reaffirmed their commitment as, as, as custodians, as, as people who've been championing African art, um, not only in South Africa, but around the, the world. And also the model of this fair is very much um, centered around really collaboration. So you look at the, um, some of the sections, which we can talk to a bit later, yeah. but really it's, it's moving away from the pressure of having to fill up a space. I mean, it's a much smaller fair. We're moving from what was like 50, 45 galleries to now like 15, you know? Mm. So it's a big shift uh, completely. Just really redesigning the experience so that people can really be able to see the best of the best of what is there to offer from South Africa and from the rest of the continent. Yeah. You spoke about weakness in the previous model. Yeah. Um, can you speak a little bit more about that? What, what do you think the weaknesses in the previous art fairs were? Look, South Africa is quite a, a dynamic and complex nation, as we all know. We don't start from where the other nations have begun in Europe and in, in, in the US. So 
it was really great that South Africa could lead the way in sort of setting up the first art fair. It really was pioneering, the first art fair in Africa. And at the time, no one was that interested in African art. We've seen in the last couple of years where people are starting to be interested. Even museums starting to send groups to Africa, to South Africa in particular, because I've been part of hosting some of those groups from the Tate, from the Guggenheim, from MoMA, seeing them change and making room for collecting African art. And when they are looking at that, if I look at the groups that visited, it was patrons, it was also curators. I mean, you mentioned earlier that it's quite controversial to, to talk about content being of a certain standard. I think here we're really mainly driven through curators who are the people that put these shows together. Some of the curators are obviously looking at South African art and putting South African art or African art in major collections around the world. So I think part of what didn't work with the old model, and, and it was just gradual, that when it started, it started and there was a big hype. It grew. I think the last um, three years or the last four years, we still managed to produce very world-class, a world-class fair, but we started to be inconsistent in terms of our output. So I think part of the realignment or reimagining is to try and have a consistent feel throughout the fair so that the standards are, are quite the same and the, the, the levels go up. And that's really what it is. It's really not so much to say the old model was completely failing, but it's also really around sustainability that with the market changing, in the world with so many art fairs that have been have been born in the last 11 years it meant that what is it that we are offering as Johannesburg are we just another art fair and if we become just another art fair we'll land up in a situation where we land up losing and mm. our our pillars start to break apart you know we'll build the fair but we won't be able to um the one pillar, which was just the administration, won't be able to attract talent to work with the fair, and we won't be able to attract, I guess, um, content, which is really the galleries, because they'll lose faith, and then we won't attract sponsorship. So the realignment is really around reaffirming and getting everyone to the table and saying, look at the weaknesses, let's look at the strengths, and, and let's move forward. And I think this kind of fair is kind of cut for purpose for this market, for Johannesburg. It really is centered around celebrating Johannesburg for what it is mm. at its best. A portion of Joburg, though. Yes. Yes. No, yes. It's not completely representative of the whole of the Joburg art scene, correct? I, I agree 100%. Our goal is not to be everything to everyone. and mm. um, We're trying to get as many people into the fair as possible. If you look at the previous art fair, when I used to attend the fair in the first couple of years, it was predominantly white South Africans. Very few black audiences were attending it. In the last couple of years, I've seen such a big shift, almost to 50%. So it is possible that we can move. I think South Africa is one of the few nations in the world where things change all the time. And we've seen it, you know, in different sectors that um, audiences do develop are developed and people do come through. Yeah, and I hope that we'll make a contribution of some sort towards the contemporary art culture of the city. Mm. A lot of galleries have been excluded from this edition of yeah. the, the art fair, yeah. and it was through an invitation-only model. 
and then there was a selection committee. So there's the top seven, what's been referred to as the top seven galleries that are participating in the gallery. I mean, in the art fair, sorry. I'm interested in what gives a gallery top status. What are they doing that is important to give them this kind of status? Sure. First and foremost, I think it's important to clarify that they have not called themselves top. When I look at them, because I come from an entrepreneurial background, I look at them as small businesses that are contributing towards an ecosystem for for culture, for that matter. A lot of them take through quite a lot of pains and um, to to run their businesses successfully throughout the year as small businesses to make sure that they keep a team that is focused on providing and producing content throughout the year and running programming for for artists, uh, working with different artists in different studios, not only here, but wherever the artists are residing, whether in other cities and other countries all over the world. So I think from that perspective, I wouldn't really say that they position themselves as top galleries, but they have reached a status, I guess, in terms of a level of standard, in terms of the way that they run their businesses. I think there's this, um, we see them as, as businesses that have been standing quite strong for a number of years. As many of us know, it's very hard to be an entrepreneur and to sustain your business. Yeah. So I think they should be lauded for that. The per-invitation process of this fair was really as a result that it is standard procedure around the world. I'm not sure if audiences here know enough about how these art fairs are designed, but there are some art fairs that have per-invitation, such as Independent in New York, and there are others that have a selection committee. So we've decided to take a blend approach of both all of them don't always agree. So it's not just a group of people who are saying, well, we're just here to keep people out. They're here actually wanting to, more people to participate and make sure that the standards and the criteria is of the highest. And that's really what it is. It's just a, it's a process of filtering to make sure that we do ultimately get the best content for audiences to enjoy and also to encourage other people in the city to rise up to mm-hmm. the occasion I, I imagine um, if a, an art fair has too few players in it, it would be less interesting for an audience to come yeah. and view. So how, I mean, I'm aware that yeah. there's the gallery program and then there's the gallery lab yeah. program, yeah. which is a bit more inclusive, yeah. if I can use that word, yeah. because maybe this is a two-part question, is, you know, it is what you're describing is could be called exclusive. So I want to ask you what the pros and cons yeah. of, of exclusivity are because sure. – or the, the, the benefits or the limitations sure. of exclusivity. First and foremost, this is not an exclusive fair. It is per invitation, but it doesn't mean that it's exclusive. It means that the, the way that we control content, those that participate, is very different. It's not just anybody can walk in. You have to go through a criteria that is set up. The second thing is I would say – the fair itself is pretty much open to the public as it was all other fairs. I mean, the previous editions that we've produced with the FNB Jobagard Fair. We really have had to be realistic around what is happening in the scene. If you look around, there are not that many galleries in South Africa. Mm. You know, uh, the art fairs work around the, the model of the galleries, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that's how we work in terms of producing the fair. So we don't work directly with the artists. We work with the, with the galleries. So because of that, 
as a result, you have to look at what's in the country and what's in the continent. If you go to Angola as an example, if you had to look around, as much as there's this hype and there's this interest on African art, the rest of the continent still doesn't have a lot of artists that are out there already. So South Africa and Johannesburg is very lucky that we have a system, this gallery system. In fact, Thelma Golden uh, described the system in, in one of, uh, in her visit. She's a, the, the curate, the chief director for the Harlem Museum. And she said, it's quite interesting that in South Africa, you have a strong gallery system versus a strong institution. Um, whereas in the US, it's the institutions that mm. are strong. So in South Africa, we're quite lucky. We have to work with what we have, which is really the gallery system being strong, but it's not that many. So... A fair of this size, I think, is, is is quite suited to this market. And I think the idea is that it will still be as exciting. The spaces that the galleries that are, are taking up will be quite big. Okay. And the model is that um, they all will take the same size spaces for the first time ever in history. There will be no competition in that way. And the hierarchy. And, and the hierarchy. So they're yeah. all equal. And then obviously there's the medium section and the medium section will all take the same size spaces. And then obviously the gallery lab will be other individual presentations or different solo presentations of artists. So, And then there's obviously this max section inside the fair, which is for the first time we actually have the space. Why are we doing that, giving gallery lab so much space, giving Max so much space, it goes to show that the, the fair model has changed, that the fair is far much more subsidized than it was previously. We're not mm. chasing, as organizers of the fair, we don't have the pressure of trying to fill up the space with anybody who meets just just about any criteria to be in the fair. Yeah. Exactly. So we like saying we're going to use our strengths. Our strengths is that we do have galleries that are prepared to pay, and then also we do have a sponsor, so we'll cross-subsidize whoever else. So when you look at the gallery lab spaces, people are paying far much less. Mm. Has the sponsorship model changed this year? In, are they subsidizing this fair more than previously? The sponsorship model hasn't changed. It's still the same. It's just that the way that we run the fair and the reallocation has changed okay. in terms of So what the, the overheads are less, so... Yeah, yeah. And, and whatever's coming is really subsidizing to pay for the spaces. Mm-hmm. So whereas in the past, we put a lot of emphasis on like I had to, we cut basically 60% of the fare with this new model. And in the past, we had to fill up 60%. And then that meant we actually gained revenue from that. Mm-hmm. And now we're losing revenue. in the, But also in the hope that this will grow because it's a new positioned statement in the hope that we will attract some interesting key galleries from around the world that want to be here in the hope that we'll also attract collectors that are interested for real, who are interested in African art, will come and buy and know that this is a market to buy in. And obviously in the hope that the Johannesburg audiences will embrace us uh, with this change and feel that what they're seeing is of the best. Mm. Before I move on to more about the fair and the content and everything, I just want to go back to this shift. Mm. So, I mean, you you mentioned that you've only been preparing for three or four months. I must admit there's something a bit odd about the time frame. And I think the burning question on everyone's lips is, 
what actually went on? Because I have some friends that were exhibiting with smaller galleries that their proposals were originally accepted. They've actually been producing the work. And in June, three months before the event, they told them, they were told that their proposals are no longer valid. So there's, there's obviously something going on. And I'm wondering if you can give us an honest answer about what happened with ArtLogic and what, what about the split? Um, I get that the, the galleries were kind of boycotting and they didn't, you know, the large ones and didn't want to be involved. But, you know, was that the, the, the main push or is there more so, going, you know, more happening? Um, the truth is that there, there wasn't consensus around how this fair would be produced as the old FNB Jobek Art Fair um, early on this year. As a result, I think there was a lot of miscommunication and also, I guess, uncertainty around which direction the fair is going to take. What then happened was, I think, there was the galleries then eventually, the main galleries, eventually pulled out of the fair. Mm. And as a result of them pulling out, it it meant that the previous leadership was not going to be able to produce the fair as they had anticipated. And that meant that they had to relook at the, themselves and to relook at and, and renegotiate with the galleries and everyone else. But it was it just didn't work out. What then has happened is that I came back with a proposal to to buy the old existing fair mm-hmm. and with the aim, obviously, that the only way that I could do it, because we started to think about these kind of things last year around the future to saying, is the model that we have really the model for the future? And I think some of the people who are at the table at the old FNB Joba Gatvin know that some of these ideas were discussed already to saying, maybe the model is more of a subsidized fare going forward, which is ultimately what I came back with as a proposal to saying, the only condition I could do this is if I have the support of the galleries because I know the content that they have Mm. and we'll build our way. We'll have more galleries over the years, but we will never be the size of a, like a 50 member gallery. I think we'll probably land up being a 30 sort of member gallery or just in terms of exhibitors in the future, but it will never be that big. And that's really the story is, um, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. Clarity. Okay. So, um, yeah, I wanted to talk more about the role of the art fair as a part of the art ecosystem. What role does it play in South Africa and internationally? Why is it important to have an art fair in Joburg? I didn't realize how important it was until I got to travel, how important it was, the, the art fair. Uh, for me, as a normal citizen in Johannesburg, the first time I sort of engaged with the art ecosystem was really through the art fair. That's just as an example that mm-hmm. someone like myself who lived in the city had been to one, maybe one or two galleries, and that was about it. So my understanding of art was very limited, and it really grew and got better and better through the art fair. So in South Africa, the role of an art fair is slightly different, um, and maybe for many reasons, because we we come from a history of segregation where there's a segment of society, mostly black people were not very active in the art world. And and also we still have, um, I think our culture is very different to Europeans and to the Americans, We don't have a lot of institutions. Many of us didn't grow up going to museums. We still don't have a lot of museums in Johannesburg. So it's a very different culture. And I think what the art fair does play a role in for the city 
is really, I guess, educational on one side because people get to learn about what is art, how is art presented, who are our artists and what's our history and where we are today and where we're going. But at the same time, it plays a role of, um, of activating the commercial side of buying and of mm -hmm. collecting. So, I mean, if I look at the previous editions, in particular the last four years, where I, three years where I was a director, I could only say that the sales grew every year. They never were going down. They were going up. Just to show with more activations, more South Africans were coming through and the sales were changing for better in terms of people buying local art and buying African art. So it plays that role, you know, of education one side and obviously the other side is, is and also exposure. But also it's a big contributor towards, I guess, the art eco sort of economy, I would say, because, you know, currently um, research around the world says that more than 40% of, of buying for art uh, now takes place uh, mm. at art fairs. So that is a big contribution that art fairs are starting to make around the world. I'm not sure what the numbers look like for South Africa, but I'm sure we also make a contribution. Yeah. Uh, what I did pick up, though, the galleries, small and big, indicated that Johannesburg is an important art fair. They do make sales. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested that you said that in the last four years, the sales have grown each year, given the very poor economy we're yeah. in. Yeah. Um, I think when people make a commitment to art, from what I have seen, and to supporting the art ecosystem, it doesn't matter how good or bad the times are. They consistently are supporting. But also I think... There's a bracket of South Africans who have remained very interested in supporting culture and it's it's grown. I'm not sure if it's made up of new people that are new buyers that have come onto the market that were not buying before, or is it still the old buyers who are consistent, consistently buying? So we've been quite lucky that through these times people have bought. So I'm interested in the in the renaming to Art mm. Joburg. It seems to me like it's kind of following a bit of a convention of Art Basel, etc. Yeah. Does that give it a more international flavor in your mind? And second part of the question is, do you think that the the term Art Fair, that mm. the word fair, um, gives a very kind of expo feel, something very commercial? So can you yeah. tell me a bit more about that renaming decision, yeah. dro dropping the fair? following maybe an Art Basel format. Yeah. Yeah, I think you you totally spot on. Your questions um, very much aligned. With the, with the dropping of the fair, we felt that it's 11 years down the road. The market has matured. The landscape has changed. It's time to reimagine ourselves. We don't have to tell people in their face that you're coming to an art fair. Hmm. We can now call it Art Joburg and people will work it out. Yeah. And also at the same time, it was just a moment to obviously realign ourselves in looking at what's going on in the world, that we do have a database of 250 art fairs and some of our exhibitors are already showcasing in some of those art fairs around the world. So it was like a question of like, where do we sit here? What's our unique competitive positioning amongst all of them? In relation to that, I mean, Joburg Art Fair was originally, uh, you know, I'm not sure if this is the case in the last few years, but I, yeah. I believe that Art, Joburg Art Fair was positioning itself as pan-African. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, is Art Joburg positioning itself as pan-African or local or international? Sure. 
What's its positioning? I think you're spot on. Uh, the previous art fair positioned itself to, to Africa to appeal to the rest of the continent. Whether we lived up to it is another whole question. And I think it was, there were lots of challenges around how to get to that, to make sure that your content lived up to what you say it is. One, there are not a lot of galleries on the continent. So it was always very difficult to get um, content from the rest of the continent. With FNB at Joburg's positioning, it's really centered around saying that there's still so much room in Johannesburg alone to get audiences in. There are enough sort of uh, people in this. Um, it's still the economic hub. It's, um, it's, it's the one city where you find all nations from around the world who live here, uh, from the 54 nations on the continent, most likely, and from other people who live, come from Europe, the US and Asia and live in the city or come here to work. You know, there's a big diaspora community that lives here. So we want to appeal to them. The work that you'll be seeing at the fair is reflective of, uh, of, of the continent. It's still Pan-African, it's African. And then we hope that in time, as the years, as the art ecosystem of South Africa and of the continent matures, that we will live up to becoming more African. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this moment, we will be as best as we can be of um, being a fair that is reflective of an African experience in, in Africa. Are there international or other African uh, galleries that are participating in uh, some way? I mean, I know it's... Sure. Point. There are some. The time was quite tight uh, this year, given, you know, most galleries have programming for the whole year. So we are looking at a pipeline for next year mm-hmm. of more participation, more more better uh, African content representation. But for this year, we do have some galleries that are coming through and presentations from Nigeria, Lesotho, and Angola that are coming through in the other sections of the fair. Yes. Yeah. So you spoke about traveling to yeah. other international fairs. I'm wondering which, which ones you've been to and which elements of those do you hope to bring to Art Joburg? I've been to Art Basel, which was really, I mean, it's huge. Um, you can get overwhelmed because there's so many galleries. I think they have over 250 people who exhibit there. It's huge. Sure. But with different sections. And I've been to all the art Basels, the main art Basel, which is the big show. And then I've been to Miami and I've been to Hong Kong. Mm. I found the whole Hong Kong audience development fascinating when I looked at where we come from in Johannesburg. So there's some similarities there where we can learn a few things from the Asia model for art Basel. But we really are blend between that, I guess, the Asia art Basel and then obviously freeze uh, which is much more much more of a sexy uh, kind of art fair. Joburg's people are very much into culture, fashion, food, and lifestyle. So we hope that the evolution of this fair is not going to be stuck in the... I mean, we're not going to be stuck in the box and saying, like, this is an art fair and nothing else. So we, mm. then I think there's a general consensus amongst the people who are part of the founding galleries from the people who are at the table with us who are co-designing this fair with us, the galleries, that it should evolve and embrace all the things that are very strong about Johannesburg, which is its lifestyle. Because mm. we don't have the beach, we don't have the sea, so we have all the other things that are quite interesting too. So it will evolve in that way, and that's why I'm saying between the two art fairs. The other art fair that was really closer to it, which really, I think, speaks closer to what we're trying to achieve, is really Espiarte, which is in Sao Paulo. 
Mm-hmm. Again, that's a very local fair. In, in each of the presentations, you find enough local art. The collectors, they buy a lot of local work first and then are starting to buy international art work. So I think that's what Johannesburg, mm-hmm. if you look at the collector base, people will start to move there. Once they've bought everything they could possibly buy in Africa and in South Africa and Africa, then they're going to move yeah. more international. I actually noticed while I was doing research for this that Freeze Art Freeze is yeah. now called Freeze London, not Freeze Art Fair. Yeah. I don't know when it dropped the art fair. Mm. Maybe I missed that, but somewhere it used to along be the way. Freeze art fair. So, yeah. so mm. yeah, you're on trend. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be on trend. Trying to keep up and they're like, what's going on? But also we've had such great feedback from people who visited, like collectors who've told us what they like and what they don't like about this fair when they've been to like a lot of mm. them. And then we thought, let's incorporate some of that feedback so that we can attract the right kind of people. So I'm going back a little bit. You you mentioned this earlier. So I think you mentioned this when I asked you about what the importance of an art fair is. You know, you spoke about the commercial aspect. You know, this obviously the galleries that participate, they intend to sell the work. Mm. You know, but then there's also the importance or the, the, the responsibility actually of the galleries to the galleries and I suppose the fair as well mm. to offer a kind of contemporary critical and cutting edge mm. representation of what's happening. Mm. How do you feel that you balance those two seemingly conflicting parts, you know, the commercial yeah. and yeah. then the kind of avant-garde what's happening now con- being contemporary, yeah. which doesn't always align to something that's sellable. Yes. I think we've been very lucky that, um, not very lucky, but it's really exciting to to see that South African artists after 1994 are very much involved in the discourse across different subjects. If you look at Zanele Moholi's work, uh, she's a really bright, shining example because so few artists who can say they collected them um, in three con- three continents, like Europe, she has a huge following. In the U.S., she has a huge following. Then she has a huge following in South Africa, which is really great. So those are some of the works um, and artists and and presentations that you start to see from the galleries. And then you find from Circa Everard Gallery, Brett Murray, whose um, work um, that he'll be presenting in the Mac section, which large-scale talks to issues of today, like uh, where we find ourselves as a democracy, political work, asking us the right questions or very tough questions. So I do think that when you look at the work that comes through in the fair, it's, it's very relevant to the issues of today. But at the same time, I think what the fair does offer is an opportunity for the first time where we're extending the programming so people are not going to be stuck. Uh, we're not going to force people to be stuck in the convention center alone. We have an exciting gallery weekend program, which is curated by Zanele, of interesting events around the city that go beyond just the convention center, which is really to engage even beyond. I was going to ask about the convention center. Sorry to interrupt you because there is definitely more to talk about there. But, Mm. you know, I was actually wondering about the convention center and wondering whether this would have been an opportunity to re-look at the location. Like, what is it? Everyone gets a little bit, well, I think maybe not the audience, but the Mm -hmm. art world people roll their eyes a little bit at the Santon Convention Center. What's the decision to stay there? I mean, are there, what are the other options, I suppose? Yeah, the the other options, I looked at quite a number of venues, around 10 venues as a possibility. 
there are not that many that meet our requirements because technically we need to be able to put in quite large works into mm. the spaces and we need to put in quite large um, walls and the infrastructure that goes with building the fair. So we found that we, it gets quite thinner as we travel to look at different spaces. Hopefully in the future, someone will build something in another location that talks to specifically our needs. But at the moment, the convention center seems to tick the box. Yes, in terms of location, it's not entirely as exciting. People have to go all the way to Santon. But I think Santon is central in a way somewhat. Uh, people can be able to drive there and it's still safe and convenient. Yeah, I mean, the Turbine Art Fair recently moved from Turbine Hall in Newtown to Ilovo, which... Yeah. A lot of people were very upset about, mm. and I'm not sure mm. if it was the best decision or not, but yeah. I suppose there is a, a reality of attracting people from all over the city that yeah. there, there is a, a kind of barrier to a lot of people going into the city, rightfully or not. But yeah. There is, and also I think we challenge in terms of spaces. Mm. I hope that I find the architecture in Johannesburg um, has not moved forward. I think hopefully... Now that we kind of in a new direction as a country, we'll start to see more investment coming in. I'm hoping that with um, with the changes that the country is going through and the cleanup, that we'll probably we'll get more investment so people can be more creative in terms of not just accepting the buildings as they are in the city mm. uh, in Johannesburg to try and come up with new things and hopefully we will then yeah. move into those Not spaces. shopping malls. Exactly. We have enough shopping malls yeah. now. We need cultural spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So you, so I interrupted you. You were talking about... Um, oh, you're talking about the Gallery Weekend. Yes, um, Gallery so Weekend. Like what, yes. what kind of things can we expect? Yes. Oh, okay. Gallery Weekend um, is a first uh, for us. It is done in cities like Berlin, which they do a good job at it, where galleries put up different content it's kind of audience development, but also culturally for audiences to engage on on different things beyond just an art fair model and beyond museums. So what we aim to do is to, the galleries to activate different content platforms, open up the spaces, put up new shows at the time of gallery weekend, which is the art fair weekend, because people can engage beyond the booth. They can engage at the booth, mm. get to see the works, buy what they need to buy. They can visit the galleries and have a completely different experience and visit other galleries as well. That's one thing. And the other side is that we are partnering with, with bars in Joburg, positioning them to really instigate their audiences towards culture. So people like Marble and Saint are partners. And then we um, also have a party that will be an art party that will be activated. And then we also have a, a photographic exhibition with Yuma Sigella at Circa oh. Everard Gallery. Mm -hmm. And his band that played with him for all his life will also be playing. Uh, the aim is really to engage with a very different audience so that it's not entirely people that we know are individual art. So it would be other things. So it's quite exciting, the yes. lineup. Yeah, it's about eight or nine events for okay. that weekend. And the, the aim is that we're starting small this year, but the aim is that that program alone can be quite strong in the future. Yes. Let's speak more about what's actually happening at the fair in the yeah. convention center. You've yeah. mentioned Max and you've yeah. mentioned Gallery Lab. Can you talk more about what will happen besides the presentation of those nine gallery booths? 
Okay. So the total beyond the presentations of, we have the SMAC section, which is really quite similar to how Art Basel has this big section called Art Basel Unlimited, which has become the eighth thing in Basel. When you go to Art Basel, you definitely don't want to miss Art Basel Unlimited, which is really large scale works that you would not be able to showcase in a booth because Mm -hmm. of its size and scale. But what we found was that all the best works of that scale were, were not really seen on South African soil. They often were seen around in Europe by Europeans and at other art fairs or other institutions around the world. So there's a commitment from the galleries to saying, we need to develop this so that we can showcase that kind of work to audiences here in Johannesburg. So we're quite excited that for the first time, the fair actually has space. In the past, we just didn't even have the space to to showcase and nor did we have the commitment on the content. So now we have that. And then we have the talks program this year, um, which will be lined up differently this year. The talks are inside the fair instead of outside of the fair. Good, And and they'll be taking place every day. So there'll be talks from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I think. Different discussions. Um, There's even a panel, I believe, which will look at culture in Johannesburg. And the aim is to get the mayor to be on the panel and engage with other people who contribute so much to culture other than in visual arts. So that um, that is the one element. And then obviously the guided tours uh, every mm-hmm. day. So people who want to come to the fair and learn, there'll be curators who lead tours. Also, we have the Gallery Lab, which will really run a series of events inside Gallery Lab, despite what is on the walls, which is a, an amazing showcase of sort of younger artists and solos, as I said, from Nigeria, Swaziland, Angola, and South Africans who are exhibiting there. Then we... Is that a curated show? It's a curated show with the fair manager, Nicole, and um, an artist, uh, Banele Koza, mm-hmm. who have been responsible for putting that whole section together, okay. which is quite exciting. So that's not through galleries, that's working with artists directly? That's working with some artists and some galleries that are young that met the requirements to fit. Okay. Yeah, it was selected. So what are your thoughts on the Latitude Art Fair, which is happening the same weekend as Art Joburg in Santon as well at yeah. Nelson Mandela Square? I'm aware that some of the, the members of Art Logic have kind of branched out and gotten involved in that. What are your thoughts on the presence of this fair the same weekend as yours? Is it competition or is it just a healthy part of the ecosystem? I think it's a good thing. I'm quite excited that this has happened. It's just a matter of time to see how this will all work out in the end. But I do think that with, I think with our realignment and our repositioning as FNB Art Jobic, it gave birth to other opportunities such as Latitudes and the Curatorial Fair. Underline. Underline, okay. It's, yes, not it's sure. underline. Okay. Yeah, and I think with that, um, it goes to show you that because there's been this shift, it does create this, these opportunities mm-hmm. for people to um, make, to target a different audience base, maybe. Yeah, and I think it's really great that Johannesburg can have three different art fairs. It's only normal in big cities that where there is a main fair, there are also fringe art fairs. So I think it's really good that two of them have taken the shape of a fringe fair to support us in some way or the other. Yeah. I have concerns, to be honest, because I think that, unfortunately, our art market, our art audience is 
is quite small and I'm, I'm a bit concerned about people's actual capacity to attend three art fairs in one weekend. I have noted in the past that people were already before these two new art fairs were born that in the past there was already Joburg Art Fair and Cape Town Art Fair and people felt like, does the country really need two art fairs? I think it does pose a new question. It's only a matter of time that we'll see if the country can absorb. It's just a matter of time that one can work out if the audiences can absorb that many art fairs. What was the impact of Cape Town Art Fair on Joburg Art Fair? Because I think it definitely had one. The Cape Town Art Fair got stronger mm. um, and stronger. In the last got two, three in years. In the last two to three years. Yeah. Well, they had a lot of challenges. Venue was one. They were not like, as you know, they were not like in a venue at some mm. point. They're like all over the city. Then they eventually got into a convention center model and they started to build a good fair. And then they were talking to the same audiences we're talking to from an African perspective and a South African perspective. So there's not much competition. But then they were talking, they have a, they're an international-owned company, yes. Fiero Milano. We are South African, which is something else that we should be proud of. Yes. We're 100% South African-owned company. So they were able to invest in infrastructure that we didn't have, and we eventually caught up with it. And now we have the investment, and we are investing even more into this new fair uh, to make sure that the standards are of the highest. Then they have this association with MIAT, which is through Fiero Milano. So through Fiero Milano, they were able to access, I guess, galleries from Italy. Mm. Um, a lot of the exhibitors were there, it- Italians, uh, and a few from Europe who want to be in Cape Town. So I think their positioning is really around being in Cape Town, Cape Town being this world-class city that it is. And, uh, and positioning the narrative that mm-hmm. they have uh, a local base and some exactly the same exhibitors as we do, by the way. Yeah. And then obviously they have these Italians and some of these Europeans that we don't attract mm. in Johannesburg. So I think with that, it does make them tick the box that they, they are positioned as a, as a fair in Cape Town that has an outlook uh, internationally. Mm. Do you think it's important to have international galleries at, at a fair? Well, Do you think it's important for people to see what's happening outside of their country? I think it is important. It's also important that international galleries that come uh, make a commitment to stay if the conditions have to be right for them to stay. And some of those conditions are they're not charities. It costs quite a lot of money for them to be here, which Mm -hmm. is why at the beginning there were some interesting international galleries that came to Johannesburg and didn't come back again was because they didn't make any sales. So the pattern of buying here is is still very different. Mm. I guess our collectors are mainly buying South African art and they're now starting to buy work from outside of South Africa, African art and maybe international. So it is important in as far as that, that you have one side where you have to keep them and it has to be sustainable. But if you they come and then one year they don't go, it just plays around with your fair up and down. So mm-hmm. it's, I think the kind of positioning that we have taken as FNB Art Joburg is that we'll partner with different uh, cities and different galleries in interesting cities that are doing amazing work. And these are people who'd really want to be in Johannesburg, not because we want to tick the box to say we're international. Mm-hmm. So final question. Yeah. 
which artists are you excited to see at the fair this year? Hmm, that's a really good question. It's always a difficult question because I kind of play, I'm, you know, I, I don't have a specific choice. Um, I have my own taste, obviously, in mm. terms of what I like and I don't like. And I try not to make that a public position because <laughs> then galleries feel like you just took a position on this artist. What about mine? Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. I, But it's a difficult one. But I think I'm quite excited with the Max um, section. There's new works that will be presented by uh, Mishek from Goodman Gallery that are a very large scale artwork that will go up. So I'm quite excited to see how it will look like. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously seeing Brett Mara's new sculpture at this time, uh, given the changes that have taken place in the leadership, I think that's going to be quite interesting. I'm really interested in the reaction of the public actually to the works more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and hopefully to seeing some of, I think Stevenson signed up Tenji Wengosi, who yeah. is very exciting as an artist. And I hope that, I'm hoping that there'll be a piece of work from her that is of her new works. And um, yeah, and just generally quite excited to seeing what the galleries will present for their first inaugural, I guess, FNB Art Joburg. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the final question, but yeah. I think Zanella mentioned to me that there was still going to be an FNB Art Prize. Yes, there is an FNB Art Prize and the announcement will be in two weeks' time. So I'm also quite excited because for the first time, that art prize is now open to people from Gallery Lab to apply. Really looking forward to seeing who gets to become the winner. And some of the winners in the past have um, have done really amazing work. Last year, it was... Um, was it Harun? Harun, Harun yes, it was mm-hmm. Harun. And the past, it was Portia. The, she's Zimbabwean. She's Zavira, a painter, yeah. Zavera. So, sorry, just explain the art prize to me. How, how did people get nominated? Um, they get nominations from galleries. Okay. And uh, all the galleries or any galleries can nominate. Uh, and then there's judges that judge. And then FNB um, awards them a prize. Okay, so then that artist will have a solo presentation at the fair? The, not this year. The artist will have a solo, will have a presentation. There will be a presentation later where they get an opportunity to exhibit within the FNB offices. Okay. Yeah, as well. Okay. So they'll probably get a solo the following year. All right, cool. Yeah. Are there any other things that you'd like to mention? Um, closing comments? Okay. I think the closing comment is that this, we hope, will become a collaborative process for everyone. Uh, not only have we collaborated um, for the first time with really closely with the galleries, to build this art fair for audiences in Johannesburg. I hope that people in the city will also feel a sense of ownership of the art fair and contribute and give us input around how it can evolve. As I said earlier, the aim is not to get stuck in a box, is to try and embrace all the other great things that are about Johannesburg and celebrate the city for what it is. Thank you for your time. Really enjoyed our chat and... um Good luck for the fair. I'm sure you've got a lot of work to do until then. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks to Mandla for chatting with me. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how Art Joburg manifests itself this year. Be sure to clear your calendars between the 13th and the 15th of September 2019 for Art Joburg and its affiliated gallery weekend, as well as for Latitudes Art Fair and The Underline Show, all happening the same weekend. Check out their websites and social media for more info on very exciting showcases of South African art. 
I would be very interested in hearing your thoughts on Art Joburg and the other fairs happening at this time. Please feel free to comment on the post for this episode on Facebook or Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to Unframed Podcasts on iTunes and instantly receive new episodes as they are released. Giving a review would be awesome too. Thanks so much for joining me today. See you next time. Bye. Bye.